Okay, wow, we're live. I, I'm feeling like rusty. I feel like we took a week off last week, and now I don't like. I, I'm I'm seeing Robert again for the first time in a long time. We're going live. We're taking questions. The Bourbon Brothers podcast is back after a one week hiatus, and there we go. me, Justin Hall, supplements group with my partner in crime, Robert Chinetsky, the supplement engineer. It's good to see your face again, brother. Uh, I missed you last week. I know some stuff uh, comes up, but we're back now and we're ready to talk about all kinds of random bullshit this week. So all kinds of good stuff, man. Yeah, last week was a uh, apology to the listeners. That was that was on me for, uh, or actually no, it was on the Firestone Automotive Service who I brought my two originally for a wheel bearing that needed to get replaced because I've been hearing this like high pitched whining sound for a couple of months, and my father in law was in town. The, when he heard it a couple there's, months back, and he says, "There's a joke there. There's a joke there somewhere." Yeah. <laughs> he says, "That sounds like a, a busted, you know, wheel bearing." He said, "I had that happen on my car, you know, not too long ago, and they had this exact same model we did, or at the time they did." So I brought it to one car place here, and they they kept it for eight hours the entire damn day. And I would call them like every couple of hours, like, "What's going on? What's going on? You've had it since seven thirty this morning." And they said, "Oh no, we took it. We don't hear any high pitched whining or anything." They said, "It's not." They said, it, it, we don't look like, maybe it's just some inner wear wear. I bring it over to Firestone. They say, oh, yeah, it's a, uh, it, you got a busted bearing plus the back two tires are bald. Or, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're like this far away from like splitting. I said, okay, so I dropped the Very car different. off. When, yeah, exactly. Uh, so that other place, Service One Automotive Care has lost my business forever. Firestone yeah. here, I go drop my car off. They get it all done. Not cheap at all uh, like the wheel bearing itself was 900 bucks then i had two tires on top of that and labor costs yeah. and everything so, so they get when you see when you when people see a sponsored uh ad coming up on uh our podcast from now and you'll know why yeah exactly <laughs> uh we get the we get that car so i got that taken care of the weekend after halloween and so driving the car everything's fine the, the high pitch squealing is gone brakes are working nice Three days after I get the car back, five different warning lights pop on. So we've got the anti-lock brake system, the traction control goes off, one other one that I have no idea what the hell it does, and then the blind spot monitor goes. And oh. so, and the brakes start starting to feel kind of loose. Like I have to push it in like maybe another couple of centimeters to an inch before it actually starts to, you can catch it. So I'm thinking, I mean, the car is seven and a half years old. You get loose brakes kind of, sort of, but this is more than usual. Sure. I bring it back to Firestone after a couple of days because sometimes like the lights would just flick on for a second and then they would turn off. Or if I'd turn the car on and off, then all the lights, the warning lights Some would go away. Electrical things. Yeah, going on. I'm thinking it's, it's maybe that, but how is that related to the brakes? Because the brakes are hydraulics, you know, so it's all of that stuff. Right. I'm thinking bring it back to Firestone I get there last uh, what was it Wednesday morning or Tuesday, whatever day it was when we were supposed to do the podcast. And I said, look, it, this is this is not normal. Uh, bring it in. They said, all right, well, I get there first thing in the morning. They said, okay, but you're going to have to wait. Our best tech guy doesn't get in until nine. I thought, you got to be fucking kidding. So why did you tell me to get here at 730 to fix this shit? Because I called him the, the yeah. night before. Yeah. I said, okay. So I sit there. There's a McDonald's right across the parking lot. I go hunker down there and work. And they eventually call me back. And they have it for the entire part of the morning. And I, I walk back in and they say, oh, it was just a loose sensor. So something just got jarred loose when we were putting everything back together, and I thought something about the, that doesn't. The sound brake right. part's still kind of weird, right? Yeah, think okay. So you're telling me one single sensor? I said I said there was nothing with the brakes or nothing, the wheel bearing or the back tires or anything. He said no, 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 just just one little sensor that we needed to fix. 
And I said, okay, do I need to pay you anything? Like, he said, oh, no, that's on us to, to get it done since it, we were the last ones to touch it. I said, okay, good, thanks. I said, I'm glad they fixed it. The car's working fine now. But something about what he's telling me doesn't add up because five different warning lights are linked to one single sensor. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about cars, but I'm pretty sure that's not true. Uh, especially when you got well, that many different systems. So you just switch cars for a little while? No, I just, that we only have one car. So I was going to say, you just let her drive it and, you know, you yeah. say, hey, how did everything, you know, yeah, exactly. go okay today? Everything, everything go right, honey? Right. Just, why don't you take the car today? Yeah. Well, like I said, you know, that's uh, if people see us wearing like some different uh, outfits or like, you know, yeah. suddenly we have like Redcon 1 uh, gear on. <laughs> I was thinking like the exact same thing. Just that was <laughs> awesome. People want to make a Redcon We got to pay for Robert's car. So, you know, we yes. got to do. Yes, indeed. Devin, nice to see you two back again. What's up, JoJo? How are you? Ah, uh, shut up, JoJo. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> he knows why. Boy, JoJo's, JoJo's got a, a message for you right there. Yeah, I bet he does. Fuck your sensitivity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I will say this. So we, JoJo and I were joking back and forth because, you know, he's a big Florida State fan. Mm -hmm. And uh, if, if you're ever going to lose to Florida State, which is unacceptable – like for Miami, but at least it got our athletic director fired, which will then get also get our coach fired, uh, yeah. which is good. Cause I've been telling you this, like even on our podcasts and like, and, <laughs> Dick, and in uh, private conversations, I'm like, we can fire the coach, but it's not going to matter because it's just going to be another bad coaching search. Like right yeah. after it. So the athletic director got fired the other day and which is bigger for Miami than their coach getting fired. Yeah. Um, there was a big thing. I think I told you it was like a couple weeks ago when Kirk Herbstreit sort of like called out the whole Miami like administration on college game day. It was mm -hmm. uh, it like reverberated through there pretty pretty badly. So apparently they're ready to reinvest in their football program again because they have like the the U Health uh, medical center that's making them like a ton of money and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So hopefully. I'm hearing it's either Mario Cristobal or Lane Kiffin is going to be the next coach. Really? They're going to lure him away from Ole Miss, you think? Yeah, he already said that he's – Lane Kiffin, I don't know, man. Like, he he's already such said, a like, slimy – like him and Urban Meyer, I would never really want is. either of those guys. He just – like he already flat out said, like, now the Miami job is not even available technically. Like yeah. the coach hasn't been fired, but he already publicly said that he's interested in it. But so he might just be doing that for his own. But I think like Miami wants Mario Cristobal. Like he's from Miami. He coached at Miami. He played at Miami. Like yeah. even though Oregon's in a better spot than Miami is right now, it he I think the if they have the money for him, like he'll go back. He'll go back to Miami. Yeah, that's the yeah. that's the that's the choice. But Lane Kiffin would be interesting. <laughs> Absolutely. So anyway. You don't ever want to lose to Florida State, but as long as it gets the dominoes falling in the right direction, because Florida State, they suck. They are bad. And Miami out, out sucked them. Uh, <laughs> they had like, Miami had three turnovers in the first quarter. It was like 17 nothing, like right away. And then Miami still should have won. And then they blew it at the end. It was like fourth and 14. And Florida State picked it up and then scored the winning touchdown. It was all like, it's a shit show. But it was a good thing. There we go. Devin, is there a limit to vitamin D that we should consider? I would um, take like I would take like three grams of vitamin D, honestly, anymore. I think I think that that's I mention this all the time. Like 
that is the thing that uh, we just can't seem to get enough of, and it's causing a lot of problems. I think they're finding more and more. I don't like you know. There's always like toxicity and stuff like that with vitamins and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I just even people that like live in those climates and take a lot of like vitamin D supplements and stuff still can't reach you know where they're supposed yeah. to be. So I mean, that's a it's a big problem, man. I don't know. There was something – I'm trying to remember. I had heard – I don't know if it was Dr. Rhonda Patrick when she was talking on Joe Rogan's show mm. or somebody else. But she – somebody, some guru on his show recommended, I think, 2,000 IUs per like 50 pounds of body weight somewhere yeah. in that in that neighborhood. So, I mean, that has, you know, average guy taking between six and 8,000 IUs a day of it. Um, I know the, the RDA value on your vitamin is 400 IUs. That's nowhere near enough. I mean, no that's that's such enough, a, yeah. a paltry, insufficient amount. Me personally, I take between four and six thousand on the days that I remember to take it. Yeah, there's a, a, a devotion has like a twenty five thousand IU D three supplement or something like that. I think it's yeah. like one of those things too, where um, the more we've changed, right? The more indoors we are, COVID happens, the whole nine yards, everybody stays yeah. inside. We don't. Uh, I think it's just it's going to just keep making things worse and worse and worse. Because as we know too, like the studies and all that stuff are usually way behind sort of where we're at. And now they're like yeah. looking more into it because of the whole like COVID link and things like that. So, um, man, I just yeah. I'm at the point where I'm like I don't think you can take too much. Like, I'm sure you can, but in general, it's yeah. it's like the creatine conversation where we're like, there's nuance to it, but we're like just take it. Just take it and you know, yeah. kind of don't worry about it. I You're would, gonna have to do something really stupid or work really hard to to hurt yourself with it. Right. Yeah, and it just seems like even people, like I said, when they do blood work and stuff, that they take D three supplements. Sometimes they still can't, you know, get to that you know, sort of level. Yeah. So, do you I think, think that's more problem, on the supplement, or is that more on the like the supplement lacking bioavailability, or something that's wrong with the uptake inside the actual humans? probably the uptake right it's almost like you're throwing the uh the solution at it but it's not getting to where it wants to go or the body's just not using it uh, appropriately i think it a lot of it is always like that same boring answer of like getting outside and being active you know sometimes um i think that there's just certain processes too like when the body when you exercise and you do certain things i think that this is oversimplification and like over generalizing, but whenever you're more active and you're doing things, your body just does its thing like a little bit better, you know, as your blood's flowing and, you know, you have all these processes going on. So if you add in certain things to an active lifestyle, suddenly your body just knows more what to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very good points. Jojo. Little update in the bodybuilding road. I decided to stop reverse dieting and went into a gain phase at about half a pound a week to 170 pounds. And day three, I'm at 3,144 calories from 1877. I've lost one and a half pounds. Yeah, it's funny how it works out like that. Trying to hit 3,144 with a low calorie mindset of food choices is great for my loving to eat in volume. But at times it is a lot of food. Yeah. I've always struggled with that, man. I... And there's a lot of like, <laughs> so we were just having this conversation the other day. Uh, will, who will be at the party from Leviathan, mm-hmm. uh, he, I remember like last year he was 
he was eating like a thousand to like twelve hundred grams of carbohydrates every single day, and he's he's just eating just cream of rice like nonstop. And I'm just like, I can't like, I just can't do that. I don't even like one bowl of cream of rice, let alone like thirty of them. It's just too much food, man. So it's like, I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that. I've tried, and it just it makes eating suck. So I'm like, well, why am I doing this? Because it kind of like messes up your whole. Uh, relationship but i don't have a bodybuilding goal like that would be totally different but that's a lot of food yeah. like no i mean i like to be nachos like if you eat some nachos <laughs> or whatever that's one thing like i had probably 3100 calories at the mexican restaurant i went to the other day but it certainly wasn't uh, anything that uh, you know your body wants to use yeah are you particular about how your nachos are so like do you kind of like it when the nachos are like this ginormous pile and you've got like all the crap on top of it or do you want each chip to have like a little bit of beans and a little bit of cheese and then you can go and dip it into salsa guacamole sour cream what have you yeah i think that uh you want to have even distribution over sort of like what goes on to have it all you know basically like uh having a nucleus of all the chips and then having the ones in the middle carrying all the weight that just doesn't it doesn't, no it doesn't yeah make a lot of sense to me. no you gotta have, evenly dis- distribute the uh topping yeah that's what i was never big on nachos growing up as a kid but sandy was like that's her favorite food refried beans is like a staple food group for her and so she makes nachos I do love refried beans, beans yeah and that's what her dinner is most nights she like she'll <laughs> sit there and like okay, make nachos <laughs> to where she she'll paint the chip she takes like the little mini spatula that we have takes each chip and paints it on there with meticulous effort and then shaves the right. cheese very sliced and i mean she's so we were dating in high school at one point and I th- we went to like chilies or applebee's or something like that and we ordered the nacho thing as an appetizer because it was us and a couple of our other friends that were dating and they bring out this giant thing and she says what the hell is this she said this is disgusting this isn't like it was those nacho towers or you know like all the, uh-huh. the chain places doing all that stuff and then I saw that the way that you're supposed to get them at like a real Mexican restaurant, and then they're all you know meticulously mm-hmm. done and everything. So there is a phenomenal Mexican restaurant that we will go to when you come up here for the party. Um, it's called Willy Taco. It's like a local place. They have a couple okay. locations now. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it was like where Kristen took me like on our first date when we were here, and like anytime like people come in from out of town, it's where we go, dude wait until you have these freaking tacos really taco it is they are amazing we're talking like mexican street taco style we're talking puffy taco crunchy taco what are we we talking there are like mexican street style tacos but the um and now this is this is where it's actually against what i usually i don't like to eat tacos and like have them be like this is why i like burritos i don't Mm -hmm. um i don't like making a huge mess like i put too much toppings on my taco i don't like yeah making a huge mess out of my tacos right but the way the willy taco one is like there's so i'll give you an example one of the really popular ones there's this other like spicy um chicken like uh it's like nashville style chicken mm-hmm. oh yeah the another, hot chicken stuff yeah there's another yeah. like local restaurant that makes this chicken these these nashville style chicken tenders they put these nashville chicken tenders on a taco they're huge like they're massive and then they put like pimento cheese and like some other oh my god dude it is so fucking good (laughs) i might have to stop there after the gym today because uh you know like everywhere like everyone has like their mexican restaurants and you know you have the good ones or whatever but every time we bring people uh to this one here it's like right down the road from 
from our place. It is taco. Okay. So good. And uh, now I definitely need to go get some. There you go. Well, just so. just put in a few more extra sets there. You know, they just earn earn those tacos. I know, right? Jojo. Speaking of, speaking of, we might need some extra glutamine afterwards. Yeah. Thoughts on glutamine for our digestive help? In is there a best dosage? Um, the studies on it have used upwards of like thirty grams, usually yeah, in ten lot. gram dosages. You're going to need a shit ton of glutamine. Yeah, I think like people like minimum, you usually see dosages of like five. The the good thing about glutamine, see, I think glutamine is one of these supplements that, uh, you know, maybe even like a carnitine or something like that, where it's like mm -hmm. they, you took this kind of simple thing that maybe it is good at and they blew yeah. it up into this hole where like, you know, glutamine yeah. is, is this ultimate recovery and repair and it's, you know, it's the most abundant amino acid, you know, in the body is going to do like all these million things when it's like, it's really probably just good for gut health. And if we just keep it yeah. that way, because your body, you know, your gut kind of uses it up before it gets yeah. to its intended target, but it does seem to have like uh, some good like repair and people anecdotally uh, seem, and it's cheap. That's kind of yeah. where I was going with it is glutamine is like really cheap. Um, so it's kind of one of those low risk, uh, kind of supplements to try. And I know people, uh, especially women, you know, they usually have like a little bit more like digestive issues. They add it in there, but if, so it's like one of those ones, like if you keep the expectations, like what Jojo's doing, you know, keep expectations nor suddenly it becomes a, a viable product, especially for its price. Yeah. Whereas, like, yeah I'd agree a hundred percent with that. Like at one point in time, it just became this miracle powder in a bottle because it, because it's involved in the in so many processes in the body, mm -hmm. but as we know, that doesn't mean that you supplement with it and it all works out. So, I like glutamine. Like I, I kind of turned on it for a little while because of all the marketing and hype. But then, you know, you dig down to it, and I do seem to think like some high dosage, uh, which still is reasonably priced, is seems to be pretty good for. Yeah, I, you could put it in the same light as kind of collagen. Like collagen does have its use, and the, the avenues you know, by which you can use it. So, yeah. uh, you know, hair, skin, nails, collagen, joint support. Great. I'm not going to tout collagen as a great muscle building protein because it's, it's an incomplete That's protein. Not, right? Same thing with glutamine. It can be beneficial for gut health, some immune health. Um, but it's not a great muscle builder. It's not a great recovery agent. It does help with glycogen replenishment to a certain degree, but it's, it's not like on par with creatine or just like carbohydrates in general in terms of like pure muscle building power and, muscle repair recovery glycogen replenishment and all of that stuff so yeah. i agree collagen is pretty expensive compared to glutamine like you know you collagen is expensive <laughs> it's crazy what uh you know like the vital proteins and stuff like that what people pay for that mm -hmm. i like collagen a lot too but it's kind of one of those supplements that i'm like for like the same kind of thing like like why we always talk about creatine it's like for bang for your buck type supplements it's you know at the top of the list whereas like collagen i like it and there probably is some good benefits you're getting from it but it's like at what cost you know kind of thing it's like right. suddenly it starts to not look as good you know on paper yeah yeah so that's avoid the the muscle building hype on glutamine but uh go all in for it for the uh the gut health stuff is is definitely that's that's fairly uh you know, decent evidence on it 
Well, and, and like to JoJo's point, you know, if he's if it helps him feel better eating, you know, a bunch more food to therefore build more muscle, suddenly, yeah, you know, becomes, you know, maybe an important part of. It's kind of like, um, you know, we mentioned Leviathan earlier. He came mm-hmm. up with that GI support product, and it really came from him. <laughs> You'll see too. I don't know if yeah. he's going to be in the same type of phase when he comes here this year. But literally, he just he ate the whole entire time we were we were here or he was here for like three days last time and he was bulking and he just dude he just ate nonstop and that just wrecks your system you know I mean it's not good for yeah. you like nobody wants to do that so if that he developed that GI support product that he has and it really helped him you know just keep consuming more and more food um, so suddenly and not damaging you know the the GI system there's like some repair kind of stuff going on there so all goes hand in hand, right? All supplemental of each other. Yeah, I'm going to pull that up real quick since we're on that subject. Because we haven't talked about Will and Leviathan in a while. It's killer, man. Because uh, that funny story, I think people know like by now, Like we work really closely with, uh, with Will. <laughs> and he says, Will's got some very expensive formulas. And, you know, yeah. being that we consult for him, there's times where we're like, Will... <laughs> can you please just not make it as expensive? Like it would help, you know, for growth. And he tries, but he can't do it. Like he said, he said, uh, when it came to this formula here, he's like, I just want to come up with something, you know, just a a more simple, like approachable for everyone kind of, uh, you know, gut health kind of product. And said, okay, cool. Kind of uh, talked to him about some, some things we had seen out there. I know he worked, uh, with Joey on this one too. Joey from Glaxon kind of mm-hmm. uh, talked to him about a few things. And then next thing you know, he comes back with this. <laughs> it's not a long uh, ingredient list, but these are some stupid expensive ingredients. Well, yeah, a bunch of these are, except for the uh, the licorice and the zinc, everything else is a trademark ingredient or branded yeah, the, ingredient. Yeah, the zinc is the Pepsin uh, GI. So it is. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. You're right. That is that. I haven't seen that yet. Only like, and if it's a dipeptide where it's actually bonded together like that, that's mm-hmm. gonna definitely jack up the cost of it. Yeah. Um, Interesting. But you know, but it's also like you know, I, I tell people this too. This kind of ties in is uh, people get people take gut health products too much, right? They yeah. Uh, you shouldn't have to like rely on something like this unless it's you know unless your doctor basically like tells you, and uh, you know, so you get a fifty four ninety nine price tag. But for example, if I take, so Will will take two caps of this product like three times a day. Mm-hmm. If I take one once, like I notice it, like I don't have like GI issues or anything like that, but yeah, so it's kind of one of those like adjustable where the price tag is like here, but then it's like, well, how do you use it? And then how long are you using it? You know, you probably shouldn't be using a product like this every single day for six months straight, right? It's, yeah something else probably is is going on there that and the other problem that i always see with like probiotics and gi support products and stuff like that besides being too broad and like general they don't really we're learning more about what specifically some of these probiotic trains do Mm -hmm. but the one of the issues and this isn't a brand problem this is a consumer problem as like everything else consumers look at this as oh, this is why I am overweight. 
because of my gut health, because I don't have enough probiotics or stuff like that. So they start to take this stuff as a weight loss tool when that's just really not, that's not how these products like should be used. So it's like, there are people are always looking for a reason why, you know, it can't be the caloric surplus or deficit that they're not adhering to or whatever. It's gotta be something else. So I think that's why we've seen this massive rush of cheap kind of blanket, weird, probiotic stuff because it's in the, it's just another weight loss tool and then now uh, will made this one or this one's more designed uh to repair the gi tract uh help protect it inflammation stuff like that yeah um, so it's really cool and, and people uh, love this one who is uh making new biome because i know core biome is from compound is that nnb or is that somebody else uh I don't remember. Good question. I don't remember. Let's see. Yeah, core biome is NNB. Yeah. Super cool ingredient too. Really, really cool ingredient. No. Okay. The ever-expanding world of gut health. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that's what we're kind of seeing too. I know uh, Glaxon, I've seen some things that they're looking into when it comes to Encaged did something like this where you're isolating these specific strains and they're able to see rather than like carpet bombing your GI system. Yeah. It's like this, uh, it's like their uh, that phage technology that... Um, will uses in his one where it's like it it only targets like bad bacteria rather than like going in and like clearing you out yeah. of like even the good bacteria uh yeah prefer pro um you're seeing more like specialized uh gut health things and i think you'll continue to see that which is really cool because that's always why i've been like hesitant because i'm like because i know like when i would i started to take products like this i was literally like creating issues for myself yeah like then i would start having like gi issues and all sorts of stuff that i wasn't necessarily having before it's because a lot of this stuff was just going in there and just basically cleaning me out and it's like i'm not looking for a you know i'm looking to improve gut health i'm not looking for like to be like cleaned out like a like an enema or something yeah interesting i haven't come across this prefer pro before i'm gonna have to go and, and dig into that interesting I'm not working on any gut health stuff currently, um, and I haven't had a bunch of requests for. But that's just kind of one of those areas where my my knowledge is is uh, lacking. Yeah, it, it, it's it. I tell you what. Well, I think everyone's knowledge is lacking. Like I remember yeah. uh, talking to people. You know, this is their life, and they uh, you know they don't fully understand this stuff. It's like what their specialization is, and it's like, but it is cool, man. It is really cool. There was um. You know, I think was the first time where we really uh, saw some interesting stuff. It was Joey, uh, Supplement Lab, when we did a podcast with them. I think mm-hmm. it was their immunity. They had the ARC immune supplement. And yeah. he was basically talking about how this fade, you know, the phage technology, how, and they were showing how it works and how it goes in there and um, scavenges certain, like, bad bacteria and stuff like that. And I was like... You know, you hear about this stuff and you read about it, but they were actually showing like videos and stuff like that. It was pretty fascinating. And it's one of their products that doesn't get a lot of uh, 
a lot of hype, but it's a really cool one. Yeah. There's the bacteria phages that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super neat stuff. And I think uh, I think he talked a little bit uh, about this kind of thing at uh, Supply Side. I didn't get to see it, but I think there's like more stuff from them coming uh, like this like next year when it comes to these like strains. Uh, anyway, cool. super cool stuff. Yeah, man, good stuff. They're uh, always that's, they're always on top of, of things over there, which is cool. How do I get some supplement snacks? Well, you can't. Supplement snacks is mine. But if you mean the <laughs> the products that she makes, uh, yeah, she's she's working on some stuff. Outstanding. Yeah. Core Gut has helped me so much just after two days. That's one of their new Lifeline products that they just released, isn't it? Or is that? Yeah, man. Yeah, we we were just there uh, Tuesday. We went to visit their. They have they moved into a new facility in North mm-hmm. Carolina. They're about two hours away from us, yeah. and they have like their Crusher Coliseum, their gym that they opened up like for the community. Mm-hmm. And uh, that Lifeline series is fantastic. It is. They yeah. got some cool products, and yeah, gut gut is one of them. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, uh, I believe Kenton has gone. He's not with Core anymore. I wonder if he had a hand in that, or was that Doug and the rest of the team? Like, I'm sure they all chip in. I just was that one of the last things he did before he left. From what, mm. from what I know, this is. Um, I don't know. Do you know Dave from over there, Dave? No, I've just talked with Doug and uh, Kenton. So Dave, uh, he is the one that sort of created the. He started the Core Ball thing like mm-hmm. as in his kitchen kind of thing and it turned into like a whole project for them yeah um but from what i know dave is the one that formulated it and uh doug awesome they're they're killer men they're uh cool. the formulas are awesome not trying to touch this yeah i'm not trying to that's funny comment of the day jojo Right. You get to be the one that uh, is the next sponsor of the podcast to help repay our uh, automotive bills. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Robert needs, uh, if we can get Firestone uh, to sponsor us. Yeah, Firestone. We'll get Firestone and uh, G Fuel and Insane Labs, and that'll be, that'll work. That's big money. Uh, speaking of G Fuel, uh, well, in that vein, so we got Glaxon uh, Goon, the mm-hmm. gaming supplement, right? Yep. Got so th- and this is kind of cool too because you know people are always like, you know they'll ask you the same thing. I'm sure it's sort of like what you know what's the best pre workout right now. People are like, so what what nootropic you know should I use? Well now it's like gotten so specific, and the whole point I'm getting at is I got two gaming supplements basically over like the last like week, and they could not be any more different. For like what you would want to do. I got Goon Mode and then Ninja sent me their new gaming supplement. Uh, the the formula has not been released yet, but it is much higher energy, much, <laughs> much higher. <laughs> so uh, Goon Mode is pretty low stim and you get more of a, it's, it's, I love it. It's a lot of fun. But it's like I said, it's only 62.5 caffeine. It's meant to be taken like two scoops to four scoops at a time. Yeah. But uh, so that's why there's 60 servings in it. But then, like I said, there's people, you know this, there's there's your goon modes and then there's your overtimes. There's Correct. your ghost gamers and then, you know, there's 
we're drastically different approaches to nootropics these days. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, uh, I like the inclusion of brain factor in here. Cause the only other one I'd ever seen that one was from, uh, cool. was neutral, uh, that came out probably five or six years ago from, uh, black lion research. I think it'll be oh, LR yeah. control. Yeah, yeah. And that was, I really like that. And they were also using a higher standardization of, um, solidricide in their mm. capsules as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I still have a few capsules in the, the bottle left it in the pantry over there, but yeah, overall it's like, this is what Shane and I were talking about over this weekend. We were kind of going through some different nootropic stuff is that when you're gaming, it's like you look at the G fuel is crushing it on the gaming front. Like they, they are the, the optimum cellular C4, whatever you want to call it, of yep. of the gaming industry. And you look at the profile and you go, eh? Mm -hmm. I mean, it sure it's got it's 140 megs of caffeine. It's got a little bit of tyrosine in it and taurine and some some antioxidants. There's not a whole lot to like, and you compare it to something fully blown like a like you said, Ghost Gamer or Orange Brain Wash Overtime, any of those things. Mm -hmm. The labels couldn't be farther difference. But sometimes, do you want something that's going to get you so zoned in and bliss, or do you just need like a little bump here or there to kind of get your mind right. It, it all kind of yeah. depends. Well, and you know, to G Fuel's credit, they got in on this before it was a thing. You yep. know, like they they really were trendsetters. Like it, I would never personally buy G Fuel, but you, as a, you know, looking at them as a brand, you have to be like, give them credit. I mean, they, they took on a category that wasn't really, and now you see a lot of people sort of, uh, this is kind of like, and we get into this too, where it's like, okay, we, there's certain brands just like that one. If someone were to ask me like, Justin, what do you think about G Fuel? I would say, mm -hmm. don't waste your money on it. Right. But at the same yeah. time, G Fuel sort of opened up this category for a lot of these brands that are making products now. Yeah. And it's not an excuse for a company to make like a shitty formula, but somebody has to, you know, kind of open this world up a little bit. And you can't really do that if you're spending yeah. $20 on a formula and then you have no way to market it. So it's kind of one of those things where I think like most people are deeper in the space and know that there's like really good products. Like you, you know, it's good because it attracts new customers to the space. Yeah. And then hopefully you're able to through education and awareness, show them that there's other options. And then, you know, not just what they're, you know, shown like, you know, sponsored ads and they go, yeah. Oh wow, there is uh other things and then like the in this one glaxon's been using that english ivy it's like a reuptake yep. inhibitor and everything that they've been putting that in um we actually tried some standalone and then used it with so we took the brain awake from natural science creation mm -hmm. and then some english ivy and used each one and then used them together and suddenly the brain awake uh it's non-stim but it became just too strong with the English huh. Ivy. So there's definitely something going on with that English Ivy. Uh, it feels really good. Yeah. I mean, when I first saw the ingredient prof profile pop up, the only thing I could really find in it was that it's good for respiratory health and it's helped with some, uh, you know, bronchodilation in cases of bronchitis just in traditional medicine. Mm -hmm. So the, the reuptake inhibitor avenue is interesting. I'm gonna have to go down that rabbit hole um, and see yeah, what they got there. That's what's another nice thing. Why we appreciate Glaxon so much is, yeah, they can point us to some things like that. And then suddenly you're like, oh, OK, like now that yeah. makes sense. And then Glaxon, another reason why we love them is then they'll just be like, here, let me send you some. And 
you try it and yeah. you're like, oh shit. Did Thanks. you see what they're doing? I posted in the group, but they uh <laughs> one of uh one of the people that they just talk a lot in the space, uh there was some kind of thing about natural versus synthetic caffeine that popped uh-huh. up. And so Joey basically issued a challenge. He's like, I'm going to send, it started off with 10 people. And now I think it's up to like a hundred. He's like, I'm going to send you 300 milligrams of synthetic caffeine and 300 milligrams of uh, natural caffeine. Yeah. And he's like, it's going to be blind. And he's like, and I want to see, uh, you know, what everybody thinks, like, is there a difference and stuff like that? So That'll be interesting. They're doing it in the group too, uh, so that'll be that'd be a lot of fun. I think cool. because there's a whole a whole thing with natural versus synthetic caffeine. I think personally, natural caffeine is a, a marketing tactic, but um, yeah, it's more natural. So it's more just like the 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 party line is that it, it's smoother, it's longer lasting, less jittery. I don't really know if I, I buy into all of that. I mean, there's some things like if you take like a caffeine citrate or whatever, it's definitely not smooth, right? You know, or like anhydrous is a little, you know, more punchy in the face. But that's you're manipulating the synthetic caffeine even to like a little bit uh, further of a level. So this will be interesting because because I know the uh, Joey wasn't uh, like too thrilled about some thought leading statements that were in this space and some men of science shooting them like, off. So, so I'll just, I'll just say, let's do it. Like, screw it. Like, let's, let's have some fun with this and see what happens. So I always <sighs> appreciate those guys. You know, they're always yeah. some fun stuff. Holy shit. Uh, last on this and then we can move on to the other thing. Um, the Vitacoline, I'm, I'm Interested, I'm curious that they didn't go with their colonase blend of the three different colines for this. Um, they, I find that interesting. It's a good question because I don't think that I've seen them use that in any of their new stuff. Was it that in was, uh, thermal? So thermal? I think the new one, they used the, they used uh, colonase in their like uh, season one version one yeah there we go they've switched over to vitacoline and all their like season two stuff yeah hmm interesting so i don't know if they i don't don't know what happened there i I can just ask michael but um yeah yeah um and i saw that the uh what you call it the brain fart brain fart ninja is going to release a gaming supplement but i haven't seen the profile like you said and i liked the uh the other stuff I've tried for them. It's the, the pre-workout uh, is good. The aminos taste delicious. The protein powder tastes delicious. Yeah. Um, this is um uh what do I have? A raspberry sherbet flavor. It's good. Ooh. And like I said, this is a uh, this is it's full send. It's it's strong. It's uh, but not like like I saw the ingredient panel. It's still yeah. being like under wraps. It's not like it's not overtime. Mm-hmm like strength um yeah but it is very much like it's gonna light you up kind of thing so whatever you're sort of going for right there's options like i said i would put it on like the opposite end of the spectrum as goon uh, mm-hmm. where goon is very like feels good very like chill but this this one is very like let's wake you up 
and get you going. Like, right. I, I, you could use this as a pre-workout for sure. Just, just feeling the, what I felt from it, like drinking some this morning. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh yeah, I could take this and go to the gym for sure. <laughs> so. Cool. Yeah. I haven't tried that. The, the stim free or sorry, caffeine free nootropic we've tried from them was really good. The pre-workout was solid. I haven't tried the sleep aid that Kristen's bringing up here. Um, but I've heard some good stuff about it. Yeah, it's got got a decent dose of fenibut. I want to say like 500 milligrams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember. But yeah, she uses it sometimes. Cool. Let's uh, transition to some bourbon talk. I had I opened up uh, Weller Full Proof last night. How was that? What's what is the proof on 120? Yeah, I, I can't remember. I didn't even look. Um, it's strong. All right. Weller Foolproof, Buffalo Trace Distillery. Uh, and you can see some of the secondary prices for this uh, this bottle of Weller Foolproof. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted it, and I did, I didn't ask what the price was. I just yeah. It. We get bourbon. Give me something to go on here. It is not a cheap date. It is very hard to find. Six hundred and fifty-five dollars. Good God. I didn't pay. One hundred fourteen proof. There we go. Yeah, it's strong. But it is, it's tasty at the same time. It had some neat and then threw an ice cube in there. Um, and it was, I don't know, like it, <laughs> you, you knew what you were drinking, that's for sure. But it still had like yeah. a good flavor behind it. It wasn't like you got some of the jet fuel, you know, kind of thing, but you also got mm-hmm. like actual like flavor to it. So that's one that that bottle will, will last a while um, yeah. just because I don't think you would, because then we had some blatants afterwards. And it was like just so drastically different, uh, so much like. But this one's still smooth, just also very strong at the same mm-hmm. time. So yeah, super impressed. Did you like this one more than the seventeen ninety two sweet wheat? Mm, very different. Okay. Yeah, very, very, very different to me. I guess maybe I'll have to try them both at the same time when you come up here. Maybe we'll yeah. we'll just. Uh, because I still have some sweet wheat left, and I have some of this. And yeah, I mean, I know they're both high octane weeded bourbons. That's why I was wondering if they're they even taste remotely similar. But I, I know they're they're so. very different distilleries too. So. Yeah, I, I I remember like sweet wheat being just not as like not having that punch that full proof did, mm-hmm. even though it's like you know high proof. But yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll try it out. Like I said, I'll yeah. still have some, and Lord knows what I'll pick up between them the interim because they have a <laughs> the place that i got this they also have a bottle of um the cypd weller create your yep. own barrel pick uh, pick barrel and uh that one is like twice as expensive uh, as the foolproof and i was just like man i can't yeah i can't justify that but never know Hey, this is a cheaper one. It's only two hundred dollars for this bottle of Blantons. Yeah, that's I've seen just, like three hundred, three fifty at some other spots. 
It's just too much for Blanton's, man. I mean, Blanton's is definitely one of my favorites. But that's just too much for it. Yeah. Have you ever had any Michters? I've heard I've had, good things, especially about their toasted one. I've just never tried it. I've had that one right there, actually, I think. Um, it was good. Yeah, I liked it. Okay. I remember, like, trying it, and I, at first I was kind of – and this was still, like, earlier on in me drinking bourbon. I was kind of like, mm, but then I ended up, like, really, like, coming around to it. Yeah. I did – we're heading into New Orleans next week for uh, Thanksgiving. Um uh, and I asked my sister if she wanted me to check out anything or pick up anything for them uh, just to see, like, our, our liquor selection is different than what they get down there. And they have a Costco right next to them. So I, I'm going to tell her to go maybe try and get some of the uh, Kirkland bottled and bonds since that comes from mm. the uh, 1792 Barton Distillery. But I told her we can get some bookers around us, and they haven't found it around them. So I'm going to get them a bottle of this. Now, it was not $119 as it is here on the thing. It was only 80 for us here. This is another foolproof bourbon, I think. Each batch is a little bit different, but the one I had it, it was 120 proof. And I sent you that picture on 4th of July when we were at the, the, that, that guy's house, or the, the family's house. I think I yeah. have some Kirkland bottle and bond here. 26 proof. Uncut, unfiltered. It was, uh, I enjoyed it, but I had also had three old fashions before I, I tried this on 4th of July. Mm. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I like the stuff that comes out of Jim Beam, necessarily specifically the Knob Creek and the Knob Creek uh, cask strength, their single barrel ones. Uh, Booker's is good. I haven't tried the Little Book, um, but that's a little harder to find, I think. Yeah, I know I've had this, but I think it was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're going in to New Orleans. We're leaving next Wednesday, so we're going to either, for the podcast, we're either going to have to do it next Tuesday or just table it a week. And, uh, yeah, we can do it on Tuesday. Okay. We can do that. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been requested to bring in my old-fashioned kit to Sandy's house. They said, we need you to bring cranberry sauce and uh, stuff to make old-fashioned. So uh, check I know my, uh... yeah, the party will be good for uh, for Wednesday and Thursday when we're at Sandy's house. And then Friday and Saturday at my parents' house. They're not big drinkers, but my uncle is a, a Jack fan, specifically Gentleman Jack. So I might bring some uh, single-barrel uh, Jack Daniels and see if I can get him onto that or the Evan, like he also likes Evan Williams. So I might bring him, uh, the Evan Williams bottled and bond or maybe a single barrel or something like that. So we can try it. Yeah, I can do Tuesday. I just, we have a thing at 10 30 and that's it. We, we opened up, uh, <laughs> I kind of knew this was going to happen, but you know, Prady and I have been doing a lot of Amazon stuff. We're just focusing like hardcore Amazon mm-hmm. and, uh, we opened up a calendar link for people to schedule like a free sort of meeting with us yeah yeah that was that was a mistake not a mistake (laughs) but i was like oh fuck (laughs) so anyway we did we just uh so my calendar's gotten weird it's like weird you know there's like a lot of like weird times but next tuesday should work out uh just fine maybe like even if we do it like in the early afternoon like today ended up um we can knock that out yeah, then, this right, time I for forgot, next Tuesday. I forgot next week is like Thanksgiving, so. Yeah. So yeah, we're trying to, to figure out this one. Sandy and I haven't done our, our solo Q&A in a couple, of, uh, couple of weeks just because I was out of town. And then she's been slammed with her, her grad school class stuff, doing all of that. Plus, we had parents in town, so that kind of jumbled up the schedule. So I have a feeling yeah. we'll pick up, her and I will pick up after Thanksgiving. And then I'll uh, 
we'll see what we're going to do with the final scoop, guys. We'll maybe be doing it Saturday uh, during the day when I'm in New Orleans. We'll figure that out. Yeah. i got to touch base with them and see. Yeah, we ended up I, – I went up to Virginia last weekend. We had some – had a murderer's row of bourbon last weekend, that's for sure. It was like – Anything you hadn't tried before that you got to try for the first time? No, it was um, just like some of the best of the best kind of stuff. You know, the Eagle Rare, the Blanton's, uh, the McKenna – Weller, you know, the whole what we usually like to drink. Um, but I did what did we do? Uh oh, it was he wanted me to do a bell mead. He wanted Kristen and I to do like a bell mead taste test. Mm-hmm. There was bell mead the sherry and then bell mead cognac. Yeah, that sounds right. Those those are uh, bottles are on the upper end of stuff. Like mm-hmm. sixty to eighty bucks a bottle, depending on where you live and which ones you find, and, and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, usually see them for like sixty-five, seventy-five bucks or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I didn't. I wasn't actually real wild about either one. Um, I think really? the sherry one I really didn't care for. Like, it, I mean, it wasn't. It was. It was fine, but it's not something that I would. I would definitely buy other things before I. The sherry, I was like, eh, the cognac one. I think it was pretty sure it was cognac. I was like, that yeah, was pretty good, but. Mm-hmm. Not like, and I remember trying them before too, and I said the same kind of thing because I knew they were like really hype, and a lot of people talk them up, and I'm just like, yeah, eh, just kind of iffy. Yeah, like like I said, not bad, but I was like, eh, it didn't really do it for me. I gotcha. Yeah, I'm hoping yeah. to see. I don't know if uh, we'll see if I, I pick up another bottle or two, or what my sister can grab from uh, Costco. I need to let her know because we'll be that'll give her time between work and. Uh, family obligations to go scoot down to Costco and, and do some scoping or her husband can cause he's big, but he's more of a scotch guy. He likes bourbon, but more scotch than anything. So I, I'm still trying, but yeah, there's just so much good bourbon, man. It's there like, is. yeah. Why force yourself to like something that you don't necessarily like when it's like, there's just so much good bourbon. Um, those like the Weller SR that you sent me, dude, that mm-hmm. stuff's so good. And for twenty five oh, yeah. bucks a bottle or whatever you get it for, goes down like candy. Mm. So yeah, yeah, cool. man, yeah, we'll 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 do that. We'll we'll figure it out next week. Maybe next Tuesday afternoon we can. Okay. All right, man, that works. Um, you got anything else before we uh put wrapping paper on this and send it out at the door? Mm, no, I think we're good to go. Okay. All right. Listeners tune in. Thank you for joining and participating. If you're catching this on replay, uh, make sure to leave a comment down below for any topics of future conversation between me and supplement Snoop here on the bourbon brothers and make sure to like comment, subscribe, share the video with family and friends and, uh, leave us a five-star review in whatever podcast perusing platform that you are, are subscribed to that helps us climb up in the almighty algorithm that dictates anything and everything to which we are exposed these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good seeing your face again after a, a week layoff, my man, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll figure out what we're going to do next week. All right, brother. We will be in touch for sure. Bye.